0: Welcome to Transcendence Cinema. Welcome back to Transcendence Cinema. I'm your host, Greg. With me is... Victor Merton. And I decided to do Enter the Void. Um, this is one of those movies that has been on my radar since it came out. A friend of mine recommended it to me, told me about it, and I was like, oh, I really want to watch that, and then never got around to doing it, because... These kind of films scare me. Not scare me, but just kind of like... It's almost like a bad trip, you know, from drugs. You can get that same effect from movies. I can, anyway. Sure. So yeah. this is one of those that I kind of put off for a while.
1: But, um, uh, me too. <laughs> it's one of those that seem pretty, like... One of those films that seemed very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Everyone praises it, and you just the concept behind it. You're like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. this right. Is, uh, seems a bit too much.
0: Right. And I'm relatively new to Gaspar Noe. Um, he's been in my realm of film for a while, but people said Irreversible is like one of the hardest films to watch. I recently bought Climax. I watched it and Ooh. I loved it. Nice. So much. Like, I was like, I hate that I like this so much. <laughs> And uh, I picked this one not even realizing it was one of his films. So that was fun. Oh.
1: Yeah, Climax was my first of his as well. I saw that in theaters. Um, oh, wow. And That's that was. Uncomfortable.
0: It was. <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I was watching this, I was like, oh, this is a really good pick because this has Victor written all over it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Before I even need to ask you, I'm like, you loved this movie, didn't you?
1: I I actually really did. Um, Yeah, yeah, I loved it.
0: Yeah, I did too. I had to take a break halfway through it because it's very long and it's very dense. And I was like, I need a mental break. (laughs) I definitely did
1: towards the end.
0: Yeah, so I uh, watched the rest of it today. So uh, tell me about your experience with this film.
1: Um. I I wish I watched this like late at night because this is such a get hooked in at like midnight and get out at three in the morning kind of film. Like it just has a sort of late night energy to it. I watched it like during the day part of it. and It's so, like, I felt like that kind of ruined a bit of the experience in my own weird way. Yeah, just, I, I see that. Um, but I was, I was really, really into this. Um, not only is, like, the the visuals just, oh, they're amazing. <laughs> and not just, like, the, the DMT sequences or, like, the crazy visuals, but even, like, the the, the photography and the, the cinematography.
0: Yeah, his is, use of camera is so breathtaking. Like, he does things that I'm like, why don't more filmmakers do this? Dude. Uh,
1: I think the cinematographer's name is Benoit. Uh, Debbie um, Dude Like Oh Yeah I could go more into that But um, No I really Really enjoyed About like 90% of this movie Um, I think For me The last like 40 Minutes Definitely Dragged on Yeah Way too much for me But Up until that point I was just i've been actually like really bored of movies for a while mm-hmm. um i just it has been a while since i've seen a film that has really like challenged my perception of like film and and art and this is one that just it just sort of re- like just sparked that back into me um with its like experimental you know, photography, it's editing this, like just having like a 10 minute, like DMT sequence, just in the beginning of your movie. Um, and just all these different creative choices just made me feel like, all right, I am in the, I am watching an artist's piece of work. This isn't just a film. This is like, this is just like very artful and very artistic. And I was super glad that you picked this cause I needed something like this.
0: Yes, I was really thinking about that, too, because a lot of people have trouble with his film and they say they're not films or they're hard to watch or anything. And it's like, I don't know, if you look at a abstract painting, like a uh, just any abstract painting, you you can't sit there and say that's not art. Somebody is getting something from that, whether it be the artist making it or other people interpreting it in their own way. And I was thinking the exact same thing you said is this is a work of art. This is not like a film. This is not a story. This is art. Yeah. And I think it's how his movies need to be watched.
1: Well, especially when it deals with so many like, like uh complex, you know, spiritual ideas or philosophies where it's more than just like, like you said, it's more than a film. It's like an entire like concept or an, an idea that, you know, people believe in, or they're drawn to like Buddhism and um, like rebirth and, and reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And it, and it does such a interesting job of, of displaying those things. And maybe, maybe to the point where it becomes repetitive or, you know, pretentious to some, but I think, I think it's a risk and, Someone as provocative as Gaspar, uh, I guess can do it. I think I, we need people <laughs> like him to be able to do these sort of conceptual ideas.
0: Right. A hundred percent. I was thinking about that too. I was like, I am so happy to have a filmmaker like her, like him in our life because we need people like this. I love people that push boundaries. Um, we just re- I recently found out that we're into the same kind of metal. Or yeah. same kind of music, and you listen to some metal that I wouldn't have thought otherwise. Have you ever heard of Leviathan?
1: Leviathan, ooh,
0: I'm not sure. Obscure black metalist, but anyway, somebody said it sounds like he doesn't want people listening to his music. Like, that's how he creates his oh, interesting. music. <laughs> it's almost like he's like, I don't want you to listen to this, so I'm going to make it as like as ridiculous as possible. And not saying Gaspar does that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good to have challenging movies. It's good to have challenging ideas. I I, I want to leave a movie and think about my own life. And uh, yeah. I think he does that every time so far. Yeah,
1: yeah. from what I've seen too, it, I, I just, yeah. I love people who just push the boundaries. I think we've talked about mm-hmm. that before, but what it's just that? so important.
0: Yeah, if we're not pushing the boundaries, we don't know how far we go or what our boundaries even are. Like, if you think something's too much, well, you know your boundaries now. You can't exactly. cross that line. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So uh, so the movie is basic. It's pretty simple, but it's really long. It's, <laughs> it, It's about a drug dealer that's living in Tokyo. And he brought his sister to Tokyo to take care of her. She is a prostitute. He just goes on a drug run. And he's set up by his best friend. And he gets killed in the process. And basically the rest of the movie, he lives outside of his body. His spirit is going through the past, present, and future out of his death. And that's pretty much the whole movie. Yeah. It really reminded me of uh, The Fountain. Have you seen that? uh, Oh, no, I haven't seen that. That's a pretty good one, too. But it's the same concept. It's like love from past, present, and future kind of thing. But yeah.
1: What what do you think of the movie as you were
0: watching it? At first, I was like, "The I don't really care for first person perspectives; like, it kind of throws me off." For sure, um, "Hardcore Henry" was a lot of fun, but I just can't separate myself from the first person. Like, I just can't. I can't mentally do it. Yeah, I guess I'm missing other senses like smell and touch, so I can't fully invest. But the thing Gaspar does is he like he actually sucked me in somehow. I don't know what he did. He's a a master of cinematography, but it goes in third person, first person, but we're always following uh, Oscar Mm -hmm. throughout this, throughout this journey. And I, at first I was like, I hate this first person (laughs) crap, even though I knew that going in, like I knew it was about drug use. I knew it was first person. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't surprised, but about a quarter of the way in, I probably like right after his uh, death. Right after he was killed, I mm-hmm. just kind of let go because I realized what it was. I'm like, oh, this is like his spirit leaving his body. So I guess I didn't mind as much. Right. But yeah, beautiful movie. And I was like, just draw, 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 dropping at the cinematography, the way he uses cranes and goes through uh, spaces and. Oh my god, dude! It's wild. <laughs> I couldn't get over it just because I don't see it that much. Like you'll see it here and there, sprinkled in, but he does that throughout this whole movie. And I'm just like, how did he do this? Like, this took so much energy <laughs> to just do these things, and it was worth it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if in someone else's hands, this would just be a, a good movie, you know, or like, but like, it's like I said, the art Experience, behind it yes. is just unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen something like this.
0: Mm-hmm. So it explores death and uh religion and stuff well buddhism anyway and reincarnation and stuff like that because he sets it up at the beginning of the movie and i would love to entertain the idea that this would be real like i do believe when you're killed or when you're about to die rather your life does flash before your eyes because you can't help it And I know there are chemicals being released in your brain that probably puts that in hyperdrive and you get to basically relive your whole life in that moment. But I love the idea of a spirit checking on people that you love and making sure they're doing okay. I would love to believe into that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's
1: Um, it's a very beautiful idea.
0: Yeah. Um, The DMT moments were great i loved it his use of color is amazing too like neon everything yeah and even like in those sequences
1: the um a lot of the colors reminded me of when you close your eyes those like really deep like blues and purples and the yellows that are in that are so accurate to like when you close your eyes and you see like those like you know when you press your hand against your eyes and you see those like really colorful visuals Yes, those colors are the, what they did in that is so accurate and it blew my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's able to t- tap into like these subconscious, very like small, minute details of our life and put them on film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, tell me about is there uh, what did you get from this film?
1: Well, I think I think it took some reading To completely understand. Because I think at some point I just sort of got maybe a little lost in terms of like, all right, where are we going with this? Because like I said, those last, last hour or so is like just sort of this bird's eye view of the people in his life, basically dealing with the all the shit that. he caused like all this sort of domino effect that, yeah you know, with his sister mourning his death, which is, you know, the person that she's relied on basically their entire life because it shows that, um, when they were younger, their parents died in a car crash Mm -hmm. and they made sort of a pact that they would never leave each other. So she's dealing with that. Um, the people that he was around getting into (laughs) shit, going either going homeless or just, you know, like the, the Victor character, you know, dealing with the fucking, the weird parent dynamic, uh, just his own guilt. And so he's sort of observing all of these things. And, uh, in those moments I I did like it, but I felt like it was just going on too long. And then you get to like the five minute, like sex scene. And I was like, all right, let's get on with it.
0: Yeah. That, that is the problem I have is he lingers too much, but I think it's, i get it he wants you he's trying to invoke an emotion whether it be a good bad uncomfortable emotion he's trying to invoke something out of you so i get it and i understand he's using repetition because that's life like i was thinking about that he does something um when him and his sister were younger and it kind of reflects something that they did when they were older and it's like kind of like that time repeats itself Mm -hmm. and so i didn't mind those moments the the part that i had to turn it off though was after oscar got shot and he's like i don't want to die i i've been having weird anxiety about this lately and it yes. it, it all started with uh the show shameless um okay. have you watched it i haven't no okay so well basically there's one episode where something really good happens and they're all celebrating, you know, they bring the drugs out, they're doing cocaine, pot, whatever. They're having a good time. Mm -hmm. And they accidentally leave some cocaine out and the infant, the baby gets a hold of it and gets put in the hospital. And then she has to go to jail. The, the big sister, because she's the caretaker. Mm -hmm. She ends up going to jail and I just had had an anxiety attack about this because the choices in your life, no matter how minute, can make these huge waves. And same thing with Victor. Like, (laughs) sleeping with... uh, I mean, Oscar. Like, sleeping with Victor's mom led Victor to want to, I guess, turn him in. That's the gist I got from it, is he was so mad at him. He's like, you know, I'm just gonna sell you out. Um, And then you're getting busted for a, ju- a drug bus so instead of going quietly you fight them and you get shot and it's like now you're dead like all these events leading up to this moment and now you're dead you can't come back from that like right. <laughs> there's yeah, no like awesome. let me hit the reset button it's like no you're over it's done that shit gives me so much anxiety
1: <laughs> i i understand completely and it, it's a horrifying thought that mm-hmm. like there's a I can't even say there's like a. I don't even know how to like, spin that to a positive. Like,
0: oh, there's no positive. No, I just need not. to know it happens. But you know, try to make good choices in life.
1: That's, that's the, the that's the moral of it. Yeah,
0: that's the moral. Just try to make good choices. Like things are gonna happen. Just don't be an idiot.
1: Right. Yeah, I know. And you know, it, the, the how quickly, how almost abruptly his death happens, and then he right about it, like, well, just made the wrong choice, mm-hmm. and that's all it takes. Exactly.
0: But just him just being like, I don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. It's like, well, now it's too late. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. I just I, I have a a habit of putting myself in somebody else's shoes. And I started to like just feel that. Like his not wanting to die. Like or not wanting something so bad, but there's no coming back from it. Right.
1: And it also kind of helps. Like you were saying that the sort of first person's perspective was a little bit mm-hmm. weren't really to get too immersed in that, but I think it definitely like helped for me in that moment. Cause yeah, you do kind of feel like you kind of put yourself in his shoes. Like just that instant, like just that feeling of shit. Like I'm not like this. (laughs) Like I don't want to go yet.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like I'm dying in a, in a bathroom, a shit, like a grungy shit hole. Yeah. It's uh, I, I totally understand that anxiety. Mm hmm.
0: Um, I did notice, like, there's a lot of sex scenes in this movie, especially towards the end, mm-hmm. um, which I think he likes to touch on every aspect of being a human, and sex is a huge part of it. For sure. But I thought what was interesting is he doesn't make sex sexy. <laughs> he makes it uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch the sex scenes. Like, they don't do anything for me. They make me feel like I shouldn't be watching them,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah, they're very
0: bizarre (laughs) i find it interesting that he uses that choice because he could he's like a he's a very stylish director so he could make them super sexy and super uh sensual but he doesn't he makes them very raw and like i shouldn't be watching this
1: (laughs) well yeah it doesn't help that the last that last section is so like weird and sort of surreal i mean because it sort of he sort of talks about it too early in the film where he's like oh and because they're because that one guy built like a diagram of Tokyo mm-hmm. and there's like the love hotel. And he was like, Oh, what if like all of our friends are in there having a big orgy? And so that, that, sort of comes to life towards the end, but it's, yeah, like
0: you said, it's not sexy. It's not, it's just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, exactly. I I just don't know why he chose that, but I'm sure there's a reason he has.
1: <laughs> well, definitely uh, evoked a, an interesting feeling or just, it was a choice. I don't know how else to explain it. It was yeah, a yeah, choice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a choice. Um, uh, it's funny that this movie's so long, but so like, I'm not sure what else to touch on with it. Besides yeah. like, it's visually stunning and you know, you have the the Buddhism, the reincarnation, the spirituality. I like I just figured I would probably end up talking more about him as a person in his filmmaking more than I would this movie on this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you. It's, it's one that I had to like read up on with um, Buddhism and, and Bardo's and the sort of, um, the belief about death and, and Buddhism. Cause I, I know nothing about it. I'm not going to pretend Like I know anything mm-hmm. besides the stuff I read up on and like, A span of half an hour, Um, but I think it does a really interesting job in portraying like the, from at least what I was read, like the moment before death and after death and experiencing like your past that led up to the moment and Mm -hmm. sort of living this infinite cycle of, I think they call it uh, samsara? which is like um suffering laden cycle of life death and rebirth without beginning or end
0: that uh, is that is a lot of what he does he does do the trauma like we see the car crash like what five times like we right. see it way more than we need to and it's it is horrifying every time it's it's more horrifying each time
1: it is yeah when her <laughs> sister when his sister starts screaming in like this in like a very distorted way i was like dear god please let it end
0: yes, yes. it's too much But it it does deal with that trauma, the things that have, like, happened to you in your life that just left the imprint. And and that's what I was thinking about, too, is, like, when you do die and you do relive, you're not going to relive every moment of your life. You're going to relive those touchstones, those, like, check marks, the trauma, and the, like, things that were good in your life, the happy moments.
1: Exactly. And
0: they're just going to contrast each other because... Um, that's basically what life is. It's bad times and it's good times, just interwoven together, hopefully for most people anyway. I right. know some people seem like they only have bad times, but I promise you there's some good stuff in there, too, if you look hard enough.
1: very true. and um yeah, and sort of him witnessing these like almost like these moments of like karma, like what I said earlier with like him seeing what his death or what his like drug dealing had an effect on people and with that, that sort of karmic mm-hmm. uh, stuff. I, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like I'm, I'm sort of reading this stuff right now and seeing how it connects to the film. Um, and then like with the end, like it is showing like a lot of sex, but it's, it's sort of also portraying like, um, he's sort of zoning in on a moment to be re- reborn.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, is like the beginning of the movie, we have death. At the end of the movie, we have rebirth, you know, or not rebirth, but birth.
1: And I thought it was interesting, too, is that it, I think, was it his sister that he essentially gets almost reborn into, or not reborn into, but like conceived?
0: Yeah, that's what what I got from it is it was... He was being reborn, but with his best friend and his sister's, you know, seed.
1: Right. Which is, there's a, there's a whole bizarre thing about sort of an incestual.
0: Yeah, there was a moment where she was she was kissing him and I was like, that's not brotherly sisterly. I don't have a sister, so I can't say. But oh, no, I don't know no, if definitely. I want my sister sucking on my ear like that. Like, that's a little weird.
1: No, there's definitely more there that I was not prepared for I was like oh oh that's right we're watching a french film this yeah. makes sense those
0: fucking europeans especially the french thing but i mean i i applaud them that they they treat sex like what sex is like in america it's so fucking taboo and i hate it mm-hmm. i tell ta- i talk about this all the time um with other people is like people talk about whole free the nipple i was like if girls just walked around without shirts boobs would not be a big deal to anybody it's the fact that we hide them that make it such a big deal oh exactly and i applaud the french for just like going for it sexually like there's another film i want to watch from france it's overly sexual but apparently there's it's like a really good story really good like a character study Hmm. but people um shun it because apparently there's like a real sex scene in and i was like who cares
1: it sounds like his other film called love
0: which a lot of people just described as porn yeah i believe it he would do that but i i just applaud him for going there like just and that's what i was thinking when i was watching his movie is like he's He's showing us human experiences, like human, just everyday human things that we have to deal with. Um, a lot of movies will glorify life or glorify experiences and give us this fantasy feeling. I think Gaspar is really like honing down on the human experience. And if it makes you uncomfortable, it's just because you're ex- uncomfortable with your own life. Yeah. Like, and
1: also, too, it's like showing someone who is is not making a lot of good choices, has a very confusing sort of dynamic with his family and Mm -hmm. just people around him. It's like, I don't think many people are going to be able to relate to it, but like you said, it's just showcasing just a person. Like there's no right or wrong to them. It's like, that's just who they are.
0: Yeah, that's it's just a, a look into their life. You may not agree with their decisions, but this is their life. And I'm sure you could do the same. Like if you if somebody made a movie on my life, you'd be like, "Wow, he made a lot of bad decisions." It's like, "Yeah, but this is my life." Exactly. Uh.
1: Um that's something so, I appreciate in films because that's not something you see a whole lot. No, it's no, sort no, of no. like a very just an unbiased look at it kind of that's how I felt with um Spring Breakers. You've seen that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I have a
1: weird relationship with this movie. (laughs) It almost felt like with Harmony, sort of did the same thing where it's like, these are just these people. They're not bad people. They're not good people. They're just people. Right. Um, And that's sort of got my mind going when I watch films. It's like, how does the the filmmaker or writer see their own characters?
0: Yeah, I was definitely thinking about that on this one.
1: And it's a cool way of like I think inspecting characters further is how the writer or filmmaker might view them, because you could be like, oh, character does bad thing. That means that the director believes in the bad thing, which seems to be a pretty uh, that seems a pretty normal narrative with a lot of people, which I just kind of I, I can't agree with
0: right and Um, i think we're uh as film goes we're getting better about that like mm -hmm. i mean like i'll just use the new avengers or the phase one avengers uh thanos Mm -hmm. how he was talking about like there's just too many people in this world or in this universe and if we got rid of half of them there would be so much less heartache And it's a part of you that's like, I kind of agree with him. I don't like the way he's going about it, but I kind of agree with him. (laughs) And so I think Hollywood has gotten better about writing bad guys or just characters in general. Is you don't see the, they're not necessarily good or bad. It's just a human experience and how they deal with that human experience.
1: Right. It's like, you know, they're bad, but you're like, to do sort of
0: a double take. You're like, well, but... He's, I kind he's of a agree. Good point. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But, um, but yeah, I do love that, though. There's no bad guy or good guy in this film. There's just, uh, there's just a dude more following him and seeing how the choices he made affected the people in his life. And if we could go back, we could change a lot of things in our life. I think it's another thing the film does is makes you evaluate the choices you've made. Like, I would love to go back and make different choices. <laughs> I've definitely upset some people in my life, and some people have upset me. Yeah. But that's the human experience. And it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to explain that. It's <laughs> a strange concept. I got, uh... What,
1: what a strange concept.
0: Right. I got excited. I, like, sat up in my chair when you said Spring Breakers because I've been wanting to revisit that movie. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, uh, I... Moved, i uh, be down just doing that. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh, I love I w- that movie. I, I started watching it with a friend of mine in uh, my wife's roommate, and we're like, oh my God. Or they were like, this is horrible. We should turn this off. And I was like, I was kind of getting into that. I don't, <laughs> but anyway. So Nick chose the movie on the okay. podcast a while back. I wanted to listen to that. And I watched it, and I was very conflicted. I was like, I think I hate this movie, but I kind of like it, but I'm not sure why I like it. Like, I just didn't know how to feel about the movie. <laughs> yeah. And the more I kind of thought about it, the more I really liked it, and the more I, like, came around, and I was like, I think this movie is, like, a beautiful, genius movie, and I was looking at it through the, long, the wrong lens.
1: I think a lot of people, not to, like, discount anyone's opinion, but I think a lot of people probably viewed it in the wrong way Mm -hmm. i mean how could you not start with like boobs and skrillex and like you know summer break and it's like oh my god like give me a break this is (laughs) annoying
0: (laughs) right but then when you get to the the i mean we can do it if you want to one day uh so i don't want to get into it too much but there was the uh james franco character that i'm like there's something here because he shouldn't be so ridiculous (laughs) I was like, "This is a fucking uh, a lifetime achievement performance on his part." (laughs) But anyway,
1: well, um, we'll we'll, maybe we'll talk about another uh, one of his films at some point.
0: I would totally be down for that because I like, I think I like him too. I don't think I've seen a lot of his films.
1: It it would help to see some of his other stuff to get like a an idea of what he's. Going for it, I would
0: say yeah, because i've uh I've heard some film people that are like obsessed with him, like they're his he's their favorite director, so I have to look into that for sure, but uh, have you seen any of his other films uh uh Gaspar just climax just climax so yeah, you're with me
1: yeah. yeah, exactly and I, I don't know why that was the first one I saw, I think with like irreversible I was like. That seems a little rough. I think I might hold <laughs> off on that one.
0: I have Irreversible, but it's a uh, Region B, so I can't watch it on my current player. Damn. But I want to get a, uh, a Blu-ray player for my computer so I can kind of watch, because I have a lot of Region B pl- uh, movies, and I just can't watch them.
1: Oh, do you? Yeah. Hmm. yeah it might be it's- worth it just to get a region free. They should, I don't think they're too much. I don't know.
0: No, they're not too much. I'm just, I hate spending money on things. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to
1: see his other film that came out last, you know, two years ago uh, called Vortex.
0: Yeah, I was doing a little bit of research on that one. And it's a love story about someone suffering from dementia and their lover having some kind of cancer, I think.
1: Yeah, it seems like a, a bummer.
0: Yeah. I mean, all his films are kind of bummers, but
1: that one in particular—it's like I don't want him to see grandma and grandpa go through dementia.
0: That's not that's exactly. Not, that's sad. It's but... not fun, but it, 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 like, like I was saying earlier, like I think he just deals with the human experience.
1: Yeah, and I think he also wants to just shock people.
0: Oh yeah, there's definitely that ways. that in there. Like, there's no question about it that he does things on purpose just to get the the shock value from it
1: exactly he knows too he knows that he's that people think he's despicable Mm -hmm. and i think that's i don't know that's cool it's pretentious but i I gotta love it
0: (laughs) well it's not he doesn't lean on that solely he doesn't lean on the shock value alone like i do feel like he's trying to say something in his films or give you an emotion or give you an experience like he's trying to do something with his films
1: yeah he's definitely trying to make a a great movie right. first and foremost, but mm-hmm. also finding ways to make you squirm and be very uncomfortable.
0: Right. So I'm definitely going to check out some of his other films. I have Irreversible. I'm going to find a way to watch it because I just need to pick him apart a little more. I agree. But uh I feel, I feel his filmmaking is very important and needed and I love him.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty... Psych to watch more. Do you have anything else to say about this
0: movie? I'm... Um, Not too much. I didn't think so. Like when I was watching this, I was like, I love this film. And there's so much to say, but not at the same time. And the more I thought about him as a person, I was like, I probably will talk about him and his films and the way he portrays his films. Um, But as far as this one goes, like it's a beautiful film. It's a hard watch for non... <laughs> Um, film critics, not critics, but enthusiasts rather.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. So. And I think I think there's a lot here for people just to like zone out to if you're not like a film lover. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it definitely requires attention and thought. That's I was wondering how this would be like if I was on something. <laughs> kind of nightmarish. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is not a good trip movie it's It's almost intoxicating in itself, like putting you on some emotional high or not emotional, but you know mental mental high. there you go. thank you. I think it would be interesting, but
1: i th- I feel like even on its own it it does yeah, like you said, it does a good job of putting you in that headspace.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, this is definitely one that I think I like more as I, as I continue to think about it, Mm -hmm. like with that, that, um, you know, the last chunk of the movie, I was like, dude, get on with it. But (laughs) under like understanding more of what he was trying to do and conceptually trying to explore, like, yeah, I get it. You're going to have to really, you know, it felt a little, little gimmicky with, you know, instead of cutting to another character, I'm just going to, basically fly God mode to another character, to show what they're doing. And for like, mm-hmm. you know, just 10 seconds and go to another person. Like it felt like a cool gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the more I thought about, it, I think I do appreciate it more. Do I need to watch it again? I kind of wanted to right after.
0: Yeah, I could see that from you.
1: <laughs> there was just so much in it. I was like, Oh dude, this is so smart. And so cool! I need to make a movie right now.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I know Victor's watching this. Like, I need to make a movie. I
1: think when it really like set in for me was when um he's we're basically rewatching the the moments that led up to his death, mm-hmm. and it's all shot from behind him. Yeah, like what the fuck? Who thinks of that? Right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I have much else to say. It's uh, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Do I do think it, it's a great film and should be watched at least once in your life just for the experience. Agreed. Do you want to do a, a rating for it? God, where do I rate this movie? You need two ratings. Two ratings? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. One for the left um, brain, one for the right brain. Right. Exactly. hundred percent. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Um, I like to do things off first in- instinct and I get, like my, I landed on eight first of all, like when you're like, do you want to give it a rating? Like eight popped in my head. So I'm just going to go with infinity. that. Infinity,
1: infinity life cycle.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. So 3-0. it works. <laughs> it's all fucking meta.
1: Um, I think I'm going to have to go with. A four and a half. Big. Yeah, but yours is
0: out of five, right?
1: Out of five, yes. 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 Mine is out of 10 because
0: we're insane and we can't do anything properly. (laughs) But it's basically the same rating. But yeah. Yeah,
1: pretty close. Yeah. I just, I I think religions are interesting. I think spirituality is a really fascinating concept. And, you know, being raised Christian my whole life, I think Mm -hmm. seeing something deal with uh, another form of, of religion and spirituality, I think it's pretty fascinating stuff. And I, I do get a lot out of it and I think trying to artistically show this concept on film is Mm -hmm. a feat in itself. I think that's what a task that is. (laughs) And to be like, kind of like respectful of it in a sense, like accurately from what I gathered, mostly accurately depict these experiences.
0: And 100%. It's, it's awesome. That's what I was just thinking. Like, um, somebody needs to make a movie about what it's like to be a spirit after you die, mm-hmm. you know? And Gaspar is like, hey, I'll, I got that one. I'll do it. And do it in,
1: in an abstract way. Because, you know, you have films like A Ghost Story. Have you seen mm-hmm.
0: that? I have not.
1: I mean, it's basically someone watching over like their lover or just like life as a ghost, but as like a physical thing, which is cool. I I like that. But also too, to make it more conceptual and abstract, it's like, damn dude. That's
0: that's what I was going to say. He's doing it more like, I I don't want to say if it was real, but you know, if we had to conceptualize what it was like, he does a really good job. I think of visualizing it. In a, in a movie,
1: yeah, I 100% agree. I, 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 um, yeah, it's long, it's tough at times, but
0: damn, is it um, is it interesting? Yeah, 100%. Recommended. <laughs> Highly recommended movie from Gaspar. We might revisit him in the future again because I'm—he's um, quickly becoming one of my favorite directors. Even just two movies in. Just two movies in, I'm like, I, I like directors that are pushing the boundaries, doing something different. I just love all artists, like when it comes to music or anything, I want to see something different. I want to see something that nobody else is doing. And Gaspar does that. He's giving me something that nobody else can give me. And it doesn't always pay off, but he hits that nerve artistically for me that I'm like, ooh, I like that. I don't like it, but I like it. I agree. I wonder, you know, I'm kind of thinking about the next film. I was thinking about that because we originally were supposed to do a Tarkovsky film, and I watched Mm. it, and I'm too dumb to talk about that movie. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest. Like, there is so much research I need to do to be able to even begin to talk about that movie. And, um... I don't, and me and you very much go off of what excites us in the Mm -hmm. moment. So instead of like talking about what we're going to do next, we can just kind of off mic being like, Hey, this is the next thing I want to do. And then we just do it instead of announcing it. I think that's a better, better fit for us. That's fair. Because my, my picks may change and same with you.
1: (laughs) You're a hundred percent correct. We can save that announcement for later.
0: Yeah, so we're, we're still going to go back and forth. Like, you'll pick the next one, and I'll pick it. We'll still go back and forth, but we won't announce which one it's going to be. We'll just sure. do it whenever. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah? But, uh, but yeah, this was a very good pick. I, I enjoyed this one a lot.
1: Thank you for finally
0: giving me a reason to watch it. Same. I'm glad I gave myself a reason, because it's been sitting on my to-watch list for 20 years now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think I'm good. All right, well, I guess that's it. Till next time, guys. There
1: you go. All right.